When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to Heartblend Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to discover talking to God and communicating with God. To some, this may feel very awkward or hard to do when you can't see or hear someone physically there. So I'm going to go over some ways in which we can communicate with God as a part of building our one-on-one relationship with God. In the previous episode, I talked about being vulnerable with God, which is surrendering and allowing for yourself to feel any emotion to feel in a safe space with God. But in this episode, we're going to specifically talk about talking to God. How do you do that? Do you just talk to the air? What do you do? It's really about you. It's really about your personality and what is your best way of communicating to yourself. How do you talk to yourself? Do you journal? Do you talk out loud? What helps you? Because it can really vary. Are you a more visual person or do you prefer to listen? Take in note of those types of things. I'll tell you a quick way to tell what sense you have that will take precedent over what may be most effective for you. How you relate through your senses. I'll give you an example. Whenever you're having a conversation with someone and you're replying to say, I understand, do you say, I hear what you're saying? Do you say, oh, I see what you meant by that? Or do you say, feel what you're trying to tell me? Or, I get it. All of those things, subconsciously, we are expressing the way in which our senses benefit us. So how do you use your senses? What is most effective for you? I'll tell you right now, if you're big into listening to podcasting, you might be more on the audio side. So that's an easy clue right there. Are you more prone to watching YouTube videos? Are you more visual person when you like to listen to someone? Do you like to go and see speakers? Do you have to close your eyes at times to hear what the other person has to say? To really truly take in the information, do you have to close your eyes to really take in the words that you're listening to? Or do you get distracted when you're seeing something? Do you feel the emotions of the other person when they're speaking? Do you feel that? Do you take that on as your own? Are you more on the empathetic side of things? So there's not a one size fits all when it comes to the best way of communicating. What is your love language? Is it hearing words of affirmation? Is it physical touch? Is it acts of service? Is it receiving gifts? What is your love language? 
So taking all of these things into account, really analyze who are you as a person before you go into diving into communicating with God. And then we will move on from there. So what's your sense of choice? What is your preference when it comes to your senses? So let's move into actually communicating with God. And it may help to try all of these things until you find something that really feels comfortable and that works for you. You can start by writing letters to God. Start your letter with, Dear God, and just let it all out. Write out how you're feeling, write out what you need, write out your gratitude, all of those different things. Just write it all out. Whatever you want to say to God, just say it. And then from there, you can keep that in a very safe space. Keep your letters to God in a box or in a journal or in a notebook. Or if you feel comfortable, you can write out a letter to God on a dry erase board and keep that up on your wall in your room. The next thing you can do is to light a candle, maybe in the mornings or evenings, whenever you feel most at peace and at ease. Usually it's at night, before bed. Light a candle and gaze into that candle. Really look in that flame. And as you're looking into that flame, you can then begin speaking to God and say whatever it is you want to say. Say how you're feeling. Say what you need. What do you desire? Everything. Just let it all out. The next thing you can do when it comes to communicating with God is to practice prayer. Praying takes on many forms. Whenever you see people are kneeling or in a posture or position of submission, they're allowing themselves to completely surrender. They're having that openness with God. They're putting themselves into a vulnerable state which is really important when building that relationship. There's no sense of guarding yourself when it comes to God. You have that trust. Allowing yourself to be in a very submissive, vulnerable position so that you can feel safe and there's no one size fits all for that position. If it entails you kneeling, if that feels comfortable to you, if it entails lying down, if it entails sitting cross-legged, whatever is most comfortable for you, where you feel that you are able to receive that information, you don't feel guarded, you don't feel uptight, you don't feel uncomfortable, you really feel as though you're open and you're ready to receive. When we pray, we are expressing ourselves. Sometimes prayer is in the form of asking, right? We're asking what we need. We're asking for the things we want. All of those things because many people view God as the overall provider. And while God is the source and the provider, there's more to it than that. 
so that we can move away from not only feeling that God can provide, but God is not a genie. God is not here at your beck and call at all times, only when you need something. Could you imagine that friend you have that always calls you when they need something? and you don't hear from them any other time. So it's more than just seeking what you need. It's just about having conversation and looking for the guidance and clarity and comfort and ease and peace all at the same time. The next thing you can do when it comes to communicating with God is to do automatic writing. Now this, it's pretty cool. What you can do is you write with your dominant hand a question. You can write a question out and then with your recessive hand you write out the answer. And you don't consciously think about anything. You keep your pen or pencil in your hand that is less dominant, that is controlled by the subconscious, and you just keep scribbling and moving your hand around until some words come out, and sometimes it's pictures. And sometimes they don't make sense right away, but that is allowing for your subconscious to receive answers from that higher power. That's something you can try. And maybe for a while it may just be gibberish, it may just be scribbles for a while. But the more you practice it, the more that you may receive some answers. When we pray, that is in the act of talking to God. But do you make time to listen? Do you make time to receive? And at that point, you allow for yourself to meditate. Meditating is the act of listening with God. It allows for you to receive those downloads of guidance. And it strengthens your intuition because you're allowing yourself to listen and to receive. So practice stillness and meditation to only receive. We're not asking for anything. We're not, hey God, what's up? I need this. Okay, bye. Click. <laughs> it's really just a matter of listening. And sometimes you may not hear anything that's okay. Sit in silence. Sit in stillness and see what comes up. See what words come to your mind. See what feelings come up within you. And the more you do this, the more that you will begin to receive and hear what you need to hear. So now that we're learning more about talking to God and communicating with God, I want to focus more on how do you know that God is listening? How do you know that the prayers you asked for have been answered? And sometimes, if you're the type of person that needs some form of evidence or confirmation or reassurance, Ask for a sign. Ask for something very detailed that you know will resonate with you. You will really be surprised at what you receive. So what I want you to do is that the next time you pray, ask for a sign. 
something special to you. Maybe it's a number, maybe it's a specific animal, maybe it's a specific flower, something that you can physically see or hear. Maybe it's a, a certain word, some word that is not a part of your daily vocabulary that you hear very often. Maybe it's a storm or snow or a rainbow, anything. Just figure out your signs of choice. What would be something that you would need to see to feel the confirmation that God is listening? And you will receive it. It may not be instantly, it may not be the next day or even the same week, but that moment when you do see and hear it, it's like, wow, no way. It's not a coincidence. Practice this each time. It can just be a very fun experience. And that's something that I really want you to take away from this. The next way that God speaks to you is through your dreams. Do you have a lot of dreams? A lot of people say, well, I don't, I don't remember my dreams. I don't, I'm not a big dreamer. I never have dreams. We're always dreaming. The brain is always dreaming whenever we're sleeping. However, the only times that you really remember your dreams are in that REM cycle. If you sleep through your full sleep cycle, you're less prone to remembering your dreams. Your brain will go through a type of amnesia. So what you can do is to drink lots of water before bed and see if you wake up within the middle of the night and if you are able to remember a dream. You can mentally tell yourself that you need to wake up by a certain time. Let's say you want to take a nap in the middle of the day and you say, I need to wake up in 30 minutes. So you go, you lay down, you take a nap, and you may not wake up exactly 30 minutes, but because subconsciously you tell yourself that you need to wake up by a certain amount of time, typically you're not going to be able to fully rest if you did, if you had not set that type of expectation on yourself. So the more that you practice waking up in the middle of that REM sleep, the more prone you're able to remember your dreams. What comes up in your dreams? Whenever you have a dream, even if it seems super weird, it doesn't make sense, look up the symbolism within that dream and see if it resonates with you. The best way to receive communication from God is by having little expectations. Write or draw or paint or express yourself. You can practice talking out loud. Just say random words and see what starts coming out of what you're saying. You'd be surprised that by speaking with no expectations that God will actually start to speak through you and will begin to give you the downloads and information that you need. God can also speak to you through other people. Sometimes when we're having a conversation with one person and we're receiving some type of guidance or advice, you may say, huh, okay, makes sense. And then you go speak to another person. And a lot of times you'll notice that they say the exact same message. That's when it's very clear that God is speaking to you. Whenever you start to receive the same message from multiple sources, you're receiving the same message from books, 
from other people, from something you're seeing, from movies, from music, you start to receive this overarching message on a consistent basis and it gets louder and louder and louder. That is God speaking to you. And it's not going to stop until you actually accept and receive and understand that message. So God does speak to you. It's just a matter of taking that perception to see if what you're receiving is from God. This is how you can tell if it's something from you or it's something from God. When you tell yourself something from your own mind, sometimes it is in alignment with God, but if it's not, you're not going to receive that message again. It's not going to continue to pop up. It may even feel negative, certain things you tell yourself. God is not here to make you feel inferior or fearful or weak or afraid in any way. Only here to uplift and encourage and strengthen you. So if you're receiving anything that lacks progression and growth, blocking you from moving forward in a positive way, that's not from God. The other way that God speaks to you is through rejection. God's rejection is your protection. Sometimes what God has to say is not always what you want to hear. Maybe you meet a person that you really like, but they don't stay in your life very long. Or maybe you go to apply for a job, but you don't get the job. Or maybe you were supposed to go somewhere and you're really excited about it but then you don't go. Something happens. The car breaks down. There's a bad storm. It gets canceled. All these different things. That is a part of God's protection. And we have to tune into that to say, is this for me or is this not for me? Sometimes God knows that even within our free will, the paths that we choose for ourselves may not be the best path. And when consciously we are thinking that something is good for us, God knows on the other side that it's not. And it can divert your path in a negative way. So a lot of times rejection may come up to protect you because it will either divert you from your purpose or it can end in devastation. How many times have you gone to run an errand but you forgot your keys? And you try to look for your keys, you can't find them. It takes a whole extra 15, 20 minutes and you're super frustrated. And then you finally find the keys, you go to head out and lo and behold, there is a car accident, five or six cars ahead of you. That is a part of God's protection. And sometimes it's not always a complete no, but a time for reassessment. Sometimes it's not a denial, but a delay. And you have to really sit with that and really take in the information. Look at everything as a whole. Maybe you're not ready for that particular thing that you're trying to achieve. And you need a moment to take back to really analyze the situation before diving back in. And to do a slight detour so that you can have optimal success. So sometimes it's not a complete rejection, but maybe a delay or detour to become better. That comes with strengthening that relationship with God. 
So sometimes what God has to communicate with you may not always be what you want to hear or feel or see. However, it may be for your highest good. And that's the best way to look at something whenever you feel disappointed. And sometimes when we're consciously choosing to punish ourselves or to self-destruct or to choose the dark side, quote unquote, that is a choice that you're partaking in. And those choices will have their own consequences based on the cause and effect. God knows this as well. And if that is the life you choose to have, God will take a step back. If that's the path that you want, obviously you have all the answers. I'll take a step back. It's like if you have a friend who continues to hurt themselves, they know they're hurting themselves. And you try to step in, you try to help as much as you can. You say, don't do that. It's not good for you. And they're like, no, I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. Eventually, you're going to just take a step back. I love you. I care about you. But if that's the life you want to have, who am I to stop you? It's the same thing with God. And our choices sometimes have consequences. It's not that God is punishing you, but those are the effects and the causes of what you chose. And you can choose to get back onto the right path to allow for God to take back over again. Because consciously and subconsciously, if you are choosing the right path, if you're committed to being positive and to just having light and love in your life and to lead your life with integrity and peace, then you're going to have that additional protection because there's going to be other things you're not aware of. Naively, we may choose people that we may feel attracted to and we don't know their hidden agendas. We don't know their motives, but God does. And if we don't know that, then God has that power to remove it from us so that we don't run into more emotional pain or devastation or getting on the wrong path. That's how it works. It's all about co-creating with God, working together, building an adult relationship with God. So let's practice communicating with God from a mature standpoint with emotional intelligence. When we consciously choose to align ourselves with God, love, peace, and positivity, and being on a path of care, anything that is outside of that is not going to align or stick with us very long. So build an adult relationship with God. Let's progress from just asking and begging and pleading with God and please God, please bring me this to now, God, I need this. This is the path I want to take. Please help support me and help me get there. Not necessarily give me, give me, give me, but help to support me on my journey to get to what I need. Please provide me with resources to help me build what I want to build. 
please provide me with the guidance and the knowledge to make better decisions. It's about having an adult relationship with God and not looking at God as a genie or just constantly receiving and taking from God only. So this concludes our episode on communicating and talking to God. Up next, we will focus on being more consistent with God. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please remember to follow Heartblend Podcast on Spotify or iTunes and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. This is Heartblend Podcast.